Thank you, everyone, for joining us at jacksonlive.com. And this is our podcast, Arthur's Spotlight. And our author today is Laura Cotton. She is the author of The International Love on the Amalfi Coast. Uh, we really enjoy them uh, when they come over and speak to us. Um, we also have our co-host, Myra, here to go ahead and talk a little bit about the book. And I'm very excited because the book is really fun to read. It has gotten really good reviews. It's been number one on Amazon for a while. And uh, it usually stays within the top 10. So again, you can go to jacksonlive.com and pull up the links on her page. You'll be under Arthur Spotlight. There'll be all her links there, all the information, um, everything that you want to know about her. And um, I'm very, very excited about it. So um, give me a second. I'm going to go ahead and be waiting for her to join us. And um, one little second, I gotta go ahead and see where they are. Okay, they're supposed to be on. <laughs> Sometimes that happens, right? You're online, you're on time, and then um, they're running a little bit late. So we'll see where they are. I gotta make sure I secure that as well. And again, you're listening to Jetson Live with Myra and Laura Cotton. And the artist's name um, is Laura, and she wrote the International Love on the Mappy Coast. Waiting for them to join. Okay, I'm back. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. I went ahead and I contacted them, but we'll we'll go ahead and wait until they join. So we're waiting, okay, for them to come in here. Uh, let me see. Yep, I sent the invites. Mm. So waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm going to send this one. In case they didn't get it. And thank you for watching and listening and waiting. And then also remember that I do guided meditations on Fridays at 10 a.m. and on Friday at 10 p.m. Um, because then you guys can join me. Actually partake with that with me, which will be really, really fun. So thank you for that. Ooh, what is this? It's so funny. I went... Um, I, I put a uh, Facebook and it automatically took me to uh, to Facebook Live, but I'm not ready for Facebook Live. Which is so funny because you know that's how like that's how like um, energy and spirit works, right? Like if you go ahead and put Facebook, and I only put Facebook, not Live, um, but I did think about maybe being able to do that eventually together. Um, now I feel like I might be, I should, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, so let's see where the couples went. Hmm. How's everyone doing up there? You guys are having a wonderful um, Monday. It's a good Monday here. It was a little rainy. 
Oh, there it goes. Myra's, Myra's connecting. Hey, Mara, how you doing? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm still waiting for Laura, so I'm going to send her the link on um, um, just again, just in case. Okay. There's a lot of background on your end, I will say that. Um, that's weird. Give me a second here. Paste, 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 paste. Where is my paste? That's so weird. It doesn't let me paste it. Okay, let me try that again. Yeah, because I copied this. If I hit this, I should be able to see it. Huh. That's odd. It doesn't let me paste it. So I want to grab this again. Okay. Copy it. Yeah, oh, so, so we're like, yeah. Oh, Laura, Laura is here, but she's she's on. Um, how is she? She should have been joining. Not, I think she joined as an engagement and not a, not a host. So let me let me send her the link. Okay. I see her. She can request it somehow, um, Laura. I think yeah, because I sent her the same link I sent you, so that's interesting. I'm gonna. Hmm, Laura, how did you end up here? How did you end up there? Because I see her. Uh, give me a second. I am going to be. We're having some technical difficulties, so we're going to go try to fix this. I'm going to. I think there's a way for her to request to speak as well, so that that could be an option. You know what? There is a way to call in, so let me go ahead and call her in. Okay. That is that is so cool that you're able to do that, that you're able to call them in. Mm -hmm. Hey, Laura, Hello. how are you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. They're like, where's Laura? I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. So, again, I am currently doing a, um, we're currently doing a podcast. We're over on uh, the Popping Podcast, and this is Jetson Live. We have Marilyn, my co-host, and we have Laura Carlton, who is the um, author of International Love on the Amalfi Coast. For those of you who are listening um, on the live and those of you who are listening on the podcast, we have Laura. We are able to take questions, but we're not able to take uh, live uh, currently because I do have two hosts already. Okay. So um, say hi, girls. Hello. Thank you for being having me on again. You're very welcome. And Mara, how you been? I am good. I'm I'm excited to join you guys. I know this is a a series, and um, excited to tune in with you both and dive into a variety of topics. So let's jump in. Yes. So I'm so excited um, because we do have Laura here again. And then Laura, sorry for the uh, situation with the um, a little bit of the technical difficulties that we had, but I'm glad that you joined us and you're here. And we're so excited to know more about your book. Um, and I want to, like she says, jump in a little bit, but what I want to go ahead and focus on right now is the music aspect of this book, because it has a lot of um, different artists. It has a lot of different songs. It has so much information about the culture and history of Italy when it comes to music. So can you tell us more about that? Yes, there are a ton of songs in this book and um, it does come with a virtual soundtrack. And a lot of it is really woven in there because she is writing about the stories behind the songs. 
So um, as the book moves along, she comes across different artists, different songs that um, she feels, you know, all Italian Americans should know. Um, the very common songs that we can all sing or we've heard a million times, um, but probably don't even know what the song is about. <laughs> if you don't speak Italian, you're going to have no idea. And even if you do, it might be, um, you know, a little refresher as to what was going on behind the scenes. Correct, correct. Um, so, again, you know, how many, okay, since you wrote the book, how about how many different artists did you cover on this book? Um, well, there's about 40 some odd songs um, and about maybe 20 different artists. And I would say a lot of the artists have all sang the same songs. So I just picked, you know, people who did my favorite. <laughs> so so and, and with that being said, um, name a song that maybe Mara and I would know that has two artists that one was her favorite and the other one was probably the least favorite. Um. I don't know if I have a least, but I would say, well, how about Arrivederci Roma? Okay. You guys know that song? Do you know her? I don't know if I do. Are we, can we ask you to sing a little bit? I can't sing to save my life. <laughs> so, so do this, Mara. Mara, uh, can you go, can you go ahead and Google the song and see if you can play us a little piece of it? Oh my goodness. I don't know how that's going to sound, but yeah, I can do that. Um, <laughs> Laura, I guess uh, my, um, if I can chime in um why was it important to have music as part of your story it's always been a really big aspect of my life um i played three different instruments and i went to um my first two years of college i was going in, in nashville tennessee for a music major and in um in in a and r music business and then it was just always a huge part of my life i played in college as well so um italian music was always really big my father was really really into opera uh and i love the opera and it just gave me a lifelong love of music yeah and let me add to that your brother can sing yeah <laughs> he sings pretty well he sings really good <laughs> So um, I'm very glad to to, uh, to know that. So um, were you able to find the song, Mara? No, I haven't. What's the name again? A Arrivederci Roma you can, um, by Mario Lanza. That's a, a one in the book that I particularly highlight, his version, because <clears throat> it was from a movie. By who? Sorry. Mario Lanza, M-A-R-I-O, L-A-N-Z-A. Got it. Okay. Um, I can play a little bit if you guys want yeah, to. Have fun. Yeah, of course. Let's listen. <laughs> Poi tutto d'un tratto de trovi fontana de trevi che tutta per te. E mentre il sol d'avaggio e fontanone, la tua canzone in fondo è questa qua. Goodbye, goodbye to Rome, city of a million. 
It looks like I picked the English version, so I don't know if that's it the same. It doesn't matter. It was so romantic. Yeah. No, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Like, I was like, you know what? Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. Definitely go ahead and find this song because it's so romantic. And uh, it will really bump up the date. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, you can dancing in the kitchen or in the yeah. living room. So, tell us again the name of the song and the Arthur. Uh, Arrivederci Roma and oh Mario Lanza. By Mario Lanza. That is, it was so yeah. sexy. I really, I, I could definitely see myself like, you know, with a candlelight dinner, a little wine, maybe some strawberries for this party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going uh, to add notes, you know. Okay, so can you read a little bit on your book where you, um, you know, a little, a little, like, um, a little hint a little bit of something inside the book that you wrote in in one of your your parts so people can get a little bit feel for that for what you wrote with your romance novel for this beautiful music and travel guide that you have written the international love of the amafi coast um i chose a song um that plays throughout the book um from kind of the beginning to the end a song called caruso and um based off Enrico Caruso, who was a very famous singer, but it was written, the song Caruso was written in 1986 by uh, Lucio Dalla, and he was so inspired by Caruso's favorite room at the Grand Excelsior Hotel in the Gulf of Sorrento that he wrote this song called Caruso. Dalla even said, Sorrento is the true corner of my soul, and I have to agree. The song is a masterpiece and it would inspire you as well while sitting in the balcony. Luciano Pavarotti, Julio Iglesias even did a cover of the song. Pavarotti sold over 9 million copies of this song. And Andrea Bocelli's first album sold over 20 million copies wow, featuring wow. the song Caruso. Wow. Yeah. Now, now I feel like we need to we need to listen to this Caruso. <laughs> yes. And the, the song is an homage to, of course, the great tenor Enrico Caruso. And, um, and when you go to this hotel and you into this room where he spent a lot of time writing, you can see how he was so inspired and, and, you know, the highs and lows of his life all kind of ended up while he stayed at this hotel. Hmm. That's very interesting. So it's beautiful that, um, that, is, that there's so much information within your romance novel as well, because for those people who love history, who love uh, to know, learn more about music and music history, especially there, this book has a lot of that in it as well. So it's, you know, it's a romance novel, but it's a travel guide. And it's also, you know, a music aficionado history, you know, because it's got so much stuff on it. So that's wonderful. Uh, Mara, were you able to find the song Caruso? No, I have it. One second. The song Caruso by Lucio, L-U-C-I-O, Dalla, D-A-L-L-A. He, um, everybody in Italy knows this song, loves this song. I could say it's the national anthem. The first couple <laughs> of, the first like bar starts and everybody knows what it is. And uh, pretty much everybody has done a remake of the song. But unfortunately, most Americans don't even know the song unless they listen to Italian radio or you know their families there so um it's one of those songs that when you hear it then you're like oh i see why everybody loves it <laughs> you know yeah and it's very exciting too because when they buy your book and they can go ahead and go to jatsonlive.com again that is jatsonlive.com and you're able to go ahead and go through the author spotlight get the information on laura 
and go ahead and press the links. It'll take you straight to Amazon to go purchase it, or you can go straight to her website and purchase it there. And what you do is you save the receipt and you send it via email to Laura and she'll give you links and she'll also give you the soundtrack to the book plus um, a couple of little extras as well, correct? Can you tell us more yes. about that while Mara is looking for the song? You will get the soundtrack of the book with all the videos from YouTube. And you will also, because it's, it's really beautiful. Some of them have beautiful scenery with them or you can see the passion in the singer's face. And then you'll also get the travel guide from all of the places located in the book and all of the tourist attractions and hotels and restaurants and every place that um, Mariella goes in the book, you'll be able to travel along with her. That's wonderful. So it's, uh, it's also nice because then they're able to go ahead and like make that a error again. I don't know why my wife is streaming. Let me turn this thing on. Yeah, as, they're, as you're reading the book, I suggest going to the, that link of the song and listening to them and, and going along with it. So it might make take it a little bit longer to read the book, but it'll definitely make you feel like you're right there in the mood. And, you know, there's music history in here, but it's not so in-depth that it's like boring or it's too much. Um, it's, it's minimal, so it opens the door if you're not familiar with it, any of the songs. And if you are familiar, you'll be like, oh, I didn't know that, that's cool. Or, and, you know, yeah. it just opens the door for people to um, learn a little bit, have a little fun, get some new favorite songs, and um, just to kind of make the book a little bit more interesting and a little bit more meat on the bones, shall we say. Yes. And like I said, for you guys who are into Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day is a couple days from now. What is a romantic uh, language? Italian. So get those songs. <laughs> that's true you can just get some vino and some chocolate and call it you know prosecco and make it a night there you go amara um, were you able to find the version that she was talking about i don't think i have the spelling correct caruso c-a-r-u-s-o laura, laura do you have a, a a chat box on your um pop being where you are or not caruso. Oh, and then um, who, what's the version that you have on your book? Ah, got it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So the first part of his, if it's on the video, or are you doing a video or the um... video? Oh, so where he's like, uh, the first part, it doesn't start off right with the song. Okay. Might have to fast forward it a little bit because he's like in the hotel room, you know, a lobby of a hotel. I like how he's setting it up on the video if you go to YouTube. Um, but again, when you purchase the book from Laura, International Love on the Amalfi Coast, you are able to go ahead and send it into her, and she'll give you all the links to her soundtrack. And I have a bunch of different versions of this song because so many people have done it um, to make it a little bit more interesting and let the people compare which ones they like. You know, I like that because sometimes I do like it when there's a song and then there's a cover to it. And mm -hmm. then I, I like, that's why I like uh, SoundCloud because on SoundCloud, you're able to get a lot of different covers to a song that you might like. And you're like, you know what? This person sings so beautiful. Or I wish this, this song was sung by a female instead of a male. And then you're able to find, you know, that and make it more, you know, more personal to you, right? Because 
Um, music is very personal. It could be very personal. It could be about your experiences. It could be about, you know, you fell in love with somebody or you had a breakup. So it's always nice to like have music versions between male or female for the same song. And the true Italian way is music is passion and everything is passion. No matter what it is that we're doing, it's, you know, 100%, we're super into it. So it's all about creating beautiful uh, music, beautiful food, beautiful art, clothing, whatever it is. It's always done to try and evoke a sense of beauty and, and elegance. Yes, and you uh, would know that because you are a Italian-American, correct? I am. That's awesome. So she gets to eat a lot to go to her home. And um, Samara, were you able to find the, uh, the link? I have it. And I think before I play it, um, just calling out what Laura just said, um, I, I want to point out that that's what music is for. That's what music does for a lot of people. And in some of the embodiment practices that I think I've talked about in um, previous episodes, it's really a practice of how to use music to get into a certain energy. And so maybe before I play this, we can kind of tap into some of those um, characteristics that Laura mentioned, like, oh, I want to like, okay, maybe I feel a little bit lazy right now, or I don't feel inspired, or I don't feel very sexy right now. And Valentine's Day is coming up and I'm actually single or whatever it is. Um, this would be a good time to practice. Like, does this music inspire passion and romance and sexiness in me? Uh, so this is a way to kind of also use a book like this or music like this. So let me hit play and see if that resonates. Hopefully this song is a sexy song. Let's see if we all feel sexy. Qui dove il mare luce tira forte il vento su una vecchia terrazza davanti al golfo di sorriente un uomo abbraccia una ragazza dopo che aveva pianto si schierisce la voce e ricomincia il canto E voglio ben assai Ma tanto, tanto bene sai E una catena E scioglie il sangue vinto da That was delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's a very intense song. It's a very sad song. It's about Caruso standing on the balcony of this hotel room, overlooking the Gulf of Sorrento as his lover is on the boat leaving back for America and he'll never see her again. Well, you know what? I didn't know what he was saying, but I felt it like it was like very like definitely like said it was very powerful. It had a lot of power in that voice and power in the intention of the words that he was singing so that could be somebody's breakup song <laughs> yeah i mean it really really his voice cracks so much and so like you know for like a traditional 
you know, classically trained musician, they would be like, oh, his voice is horrible. And a lot of people do not like his voice, but it, that cracking of the voice is what gives it the intensity. And it sounds like he's choking back his tears yeah. as he's singing. And, um, you know, it's And a lot beautiful. of times when we do have a, you know, I, I am uh, notorious for having breakup songs for people when I break up yeah. songs. You know, and sometimes when you do sing them, you're like, mm, and you're crying it out and you're singing it out. So I totally understand with that. So it's beautiful to see, like, we have a, a love ballad for Valentine's. And we also have a, <laughs> a breakup song for those of you who are single. Um, and hopefully it gets you in the mood, no matter what which one it is, you know, whether you're happy or not happy. And hopefully it makes you inspired, like Mara was saying. Mara, what, what's your take on that song? Um... I think it's passion and so that can be obviously in the in now that i know the lyrics it's like a, a longing right mm -hmm. like a passion that cannot be exercised which that's still something um but yeah that's what i really felt a lot of passion and so um, i think it could absolutely be used for like okay let me get some energy flowing um and just even if you don't know italian like i think I like Laura, I want to ask you for like the playlist for sure, because I think there could be a lot um, that can be done energetically with music like this. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the chorus where he says, ti voglio bene, that's an Italian way of saying, I love you. But what it really means is I want good for you. So and how incredible to say, I want good for you. That's true love, not I love you. Yeah. So ti volo, ti volo bene. Ti voglio bene. Ti voglio bene. For those of you, when you have a breakup, you say ti voglio bene. And that just means I want good for you. And you know what? Sometimes when you do break up with somebody, even though it might not be great, you do wish them best, the best, um, because you want them to still be happy with somebody else uh, or be happy for themselves elsewhere. Uh, so that totally makes sense. Because sometimes relationships don't work out because they're not supposed to. You're supposed to go to find somebody else <laughs> or somebody else is looking for you. You never know. You never know. You never know. So with that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about Padre Pio. Okay. My favorite topic. Mm -hmm. So can you read us a little bit um, of what you wrote on the book about Padre Pio? Uh, yes. And maybe Where start is with who is Padre Pio for the people who are familiar. Mm -hmm. Padre Pio was a priest, a Capuchin monk, Franciscan monk in Italy, and he died in 1968. And he was world renowned at the time. Actually, um, over 6 million people a year go to the town where he was, um, where he had his church and he bilocated. And even World War II American soldiers saw him flying in the air by himself and wouldn't allow them to bomb his little town during World War II. To the point where all of these um, pilots, after the war, they went back to Italy to San Giovanni Rotondo, which is the town he's from, <clears throat> to meet him because they wanted to meet the flying monk that wouldn't let them drop any bombs. Correct. So for those people who just joined in, we are doing an interview. Uh, I have a show on the Poppy and called Arthur Spotlight. And if you're reading a book, 
you're able to come uh, with me and hire us for us to go ahead and do interviews with you on the podcast. So we have Laura uh, Cotton, who is the author of The International Love on the Amapi Coast. Her book is a beautiful romance novel with a travel guide to Italy. And it also has a lot of music history. And for those of you who love music, this is a book to go ahead and read because it goes into music from Italy and a lot of art, um, um, how you call it, um, artists from Italy, as well as uh, traveling as where you can go to eat, where you can go to stay, where you can go to see. And then on the other end of it, it has the story of this beautiful love where you have an American girl going to Italy, falling in love with this hot, hot Italian guy, and then being able to go ahead and go back and try to find him or he finds her. I don't really know. But the thing is that you can go ahead and know for yourself when you go ahead and go to jacksonlife.com and you purchase her book or you can look her up on Amazon. She's always on the top um, five of the books to read or sometimes she's on top first, top one. So go ahead and go over there, get her book. And remember, submit her receipt, the receipt to her, and you can go ahead and get the soundtrack. So go ahead and uh, read us what you have on uh, Padre Pio. And for those of you who are spiritual or, you know, a little religious or just want to know more about Padre Pio and the fact that there's accounts of many soldiers having seen him fly overhead, I mean, that's that's wild. But, you know, that could be um, his energy, his spirit was there to protect, so that's great. So... For those of you listening and anyone who's in the Philippines loves Padre Pio, uh, Latin America loves Padre Pio, and of course, Italy loves Padre Pio. Um, not as well known in America, but definitely huge, huge, huge in Europe and Latin America and Asia. Go ahead, Laura. All right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's definitely one of a kind. Mm -hmm. um, but here I say the amount of miracles coming from this one man makes you take notice. There's no way thousands and thousands of people all around the world are making up miracles of inexplicable healings, restored relationships, divine guidance, and of course, the stigmata. I was here to get my miracle and to represent the generations of my family that have never been here and will never visit here. That's beautiful. And you know, and there's a lot of emotion on her on that, almost a little bit like a sadness in a way because he was like it's it's beautiful that she's there to represent but it's also sad that like he's that she's saying not everyone can go ahead and make the trip you know back home yeah people who the generations before are the reason that she's there and the generations after you know probably won't ever get there you know yeah. her grandparents are the whole reason that she even knows about padre pio that's, that's beautiful because it's beautiful when your family tells you stories and then you're able to go and relate to those stories because you you know about them or you hear them you know um i had not i had not known about padre peel when you first actually <laughs> if you don't mind me saying this i had seen your uh, a photo that you had and i thought it was your dad <laughs> i did not realize it was not your dad it was padre peel <laughs> yeah, the old it's funny, the old photos he could look like my father. You've seen the young photos of Padre Pio and it looks like my husband. <laughs> yes, it's, really, it's crazy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, one day I was just well, I no most people don't know what Padre Pio looks like as a young man because he was so well known as an older man. 
And when I went there in Italy, I saw pictures of him and I'm like, I can't even believe that's him. He looks like a completely different guy. He was, <laughs> he was good looking as a young man. When he was older, he did not age very well. He had a very hard life. And one time I was sitting with um, my boyfriend in my apartment in Sarasota and I was just looking at him I'm like, oh, don't move, stay right there. Let me get my phone. And I'm like, okay, just look straight at me. And I took a picture and I'm like, look, look, you look just like Padre Pio. And he's like, oh, I do. That's crazy. Yes, yes. The resemblance is uncanny, uh, Mara. I wish that you could see a photo of, you know, literally just look for a, a photo of Padre Pio. And that's, that is Laura's husband. Laura's, Laura's married to <laughs> an identical, uh, is it a doppelganger? Doppel What's the word? How do you say it? Doppelganger. Something doppelganger. Is, I don't know. Yes. Um, have you ever ran into that, Mara, where there's somebody that looks like you or looks like someone that you know? Yeah, I have. But I, then when I share with the person, they're always like, I don't know. <laughs> um, Laura, what's your personal relationship with Padre Pio? Because it sounds like it's been a long one, potentially. Um, well, I really got into him in 2019 or like 2018, the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. And I learned more about him. And then I was I was wanted to go to Italy that year, but I really didn't have the money. And I said, all right, Padre P, if you can help me get to Italy, I will go to your shrine and um, you know, I will learn more about you. And sure enough, like right after my friend called me, she's like, Well, I'll pay a third of the hotel room and we'll get your sister to go and we'll make it work, don't worry. And I was like, okay. And then so we ended up going to Italy in September, October, September of 2020, uh, in 2019, I mean. And then um, I, you know, went there, learned all about him. It was amazing. And then I uh, asked for a husband. I said, I came around the world. I want a husband and I want him soon. <laughs> and, <Yes>. then, um, <laughs> and then, and <laughs> then, wasn't too much long after that that I met my husband. And then, um, and that was pretty much it. I just, um, I, when I came back to America, I sent a letter to the friars there where he was a friar. And I asked them if I can be a spiritual daughter of Padre Pio. And in February of 2020, I received a letter from them saying that, yes, you know, you can be a spiritual daughter of his. And then the whole world shut down. <laughs> well, congratulations on both getting that letter from them. And then also, I mean, that was a prayer answered. You got a husband <laughs> yeah. for many months. I mean, that's crazy. What, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Less than a year. What does it mean <laughs> to be a spiritual daughter? Um, it's kind of like he, because Catholics don't believe you just die and you're dead and that's it. And you're just, your spirit's gone and whatever. Um, we do believe those people who have passed, unless they've gone to hell, they are surrounding us and they're just on a different plane. And so you can, you know, I guess you could say communicate with them, ask them to, to petition God on our behalf. And, um, but also it means that I have to, if for me to be a spiritual daughter of his, I have to try and live as uh, pure and honest a life as possible and um, I guess, you know, be a good Catholic and be a practicing Catholic and um, kind of live that kind of life, that kind of spiritual 
life and make that my intention every day to live a little bit at a higher spiritual life than just not paying attention to any any god or anything else and um he said before he died he would protect and take care of all of his spiritual children from heaven yeah i have so many questions Ah. (laughs) i know it's when you get into the freaky catholic stuff that everybody's like either like uh no or oh tell me more yeah well you know this is we're we're here for this um you know spiritual (laughs) journeys everybody's journey is different and really we're about exploring all the different paths um i guess my first question is you prayed to um, Pio Padre, before you really knew anything about him and you prayed for travel and a husband and you got both, now that you know more, um, is there any correlation with what your prayer was about and and him specifically? Um, no, I mean, not in, this, in, in the sense that because I am now, um, I know a lot about him and what he's done and his job is to bring people to jesus so by talking about him and and getting people interested in him that can open the door to people coming to jesus so i guess that would be the full circle part of it um and you know my stories are minimal there are people with incredibly great stories of like restored vision and and people who had like parts of their eye were missing that made them blind a girl with no iris and it grew back after he prayed for her um and there's another woman in bartow pennsylvania where their daughter was very very ill and padre pio she was writing letters to him in italy and you know that would take months and she got a response saying come immediately whatever you have to do your daughter's very ill and so she went there he prayed for her and then the daughter went on to live a healthy, normal life. But the doctors in America told her there's no more hope. Wow. So there's plenty of, plenty, thousands of stories wow. like that all over. And I have it, a question uh, real quick, because, you know, your book also has music in it. Was there any songs that you picked up that said, um, that talked about Padre Pio? Because, you know, I have family in the Philippines and... There was a beautiful song, actually, that one of my uh, family members played about Padre Pio. It was uh, it was obviously sung in Philippine um, language. I don't I think um, I don't know what type. You know, they, the Philippines is a lot of languages, so I don't know what type of language it was, but it was from the Philippines. But it was so be- such a beautiful song, and I wanted to know whether or not you have put any of those uh, songs uh, within the book. Uh, this well, I didn't put songs about him, but I listed a song that he loved. And mm-hmm. um, Beniamino Nogioli, who's a famous Italian opera singer back then, um, every time he went to Padre Pio, he was very devoted to him. He um, would have to sing the song "Mama," which is an Italian opera song about his mother, because Padre Pio loved his mother. And mm-hmm. Andrea Bocelli is a devotee of. Uh, Padre Pio as well. So when he goes there, he's been there and performed at the shrine. And he always, you know, makes a point to sing that song because that was Padre Pio's favorite song. Oh, that's wonderful. And Mara, can you can you look up that song with the um, with Chelly? Because <laughs> that'll be beautiful to like, I love him. I have right. it. You guys ready? Yes, we're ready. Let's listen. Andrea Bocelli, right, Mama? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that song made me feel really happy. And, yes. <laughs> you know, right now it's Valentine's Day coming up, but after Valentine's Day is Mother's Day. So that's a song right there that you could, you know, those cards that you can record? Singing Telegram. <laughs> yes, yes. Or the cards, you can buy the cards that you can record a, a message into. Mm -hmm. You can totally put that song and make your mom be in like the happiest mood because I felt like a happy mood for sure. It was exciting. <laughs> and his voice is just beautiful. So it's beautiful that he loved his mother. It's beautiful that um, that he loved this song. And like you said, you know, he has so many followers out there, including, you know, someone so so high in the in the music industry who used to sing that song for him and send it in the shrine. So that's that's wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah, he's he's well loved. I mean, when you walk around Italy, you'll see all these little window shrines and carvings and statues of him all over the place. Okay. It's very common. Uh, Mara, do you have any more questions about uh, Padre Pio? No question, but maybe just encourage listeners to try your prayer to Padre Pio and see what happens. Um, you know <laughs> sounds like Laura had really good luck. Um, <laughs> And it's funny you mentioned, well, there's more miraculous things like healings happening with prayers to him. But for some people, uh, a husband might be the most um, impossible thing currently in their life. So we'll yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was for me, for yeah. sure. I mean, like I got married in my 50s, so it wasn't like it was uh, like a long shot at that point. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Your, your mother used to have a prayer box, correct? Yes. Yep. She had a prayer box. She calls it the God box. And she would put things that she wanted in there um, for God to answer. And that was her way of like putting it in there and like forgetting about it and give it to God. And that was one of the last things in the prayer box. Yeah, it was the last the last thing that she had was find Laura husband. <laughs> <laughs> so that's beautiful and and then that he looks like a Patrick Peel is, is hilarious because it's like oh you you knew it's like it's like you know it's beautiful because it's like so romantic you know in a sense it is very romantic and the fact that it happened after you traveled after you know you came to where you live now and you found him there uh it's just beautiful it's, it's a beautiful love story so with that being said um Let's go ahead and go a little bit into the into the part of the book that's romance based. Um, tell us more about what you wrote on this book about romance. So, in terms of the romance, it's a coming of age romance um, about a young girl, Mariella, obviously who goes to Italy, falls in love with her first like real true love, and then um, they lose touch for ten years, and then it's about then it turns into a second chance romance, and when she goes back, it's to see you know do they really have what it takes was it true love that they had before was it just young love like who is he now is he married what's going on you know what i mean like the ten thousand questions that would go through your mind if you hadn't seen someone in 10 years mm -hmm. um and that because happened to a lot of people you run into lust loves you run into love that you had before and the prior you know sometimes they do come back around on a second or third run um, and you know, not that you should stay open to that occurring, but you can go ahead and be open to it happening, um, and seeing whether or not there is anything still there. 
So it's beautiful that that story is about that because that does happen to a lot of people where, especially right now with Valentine's Day, I'm sure everybody's phone is blowing up with their exes and they're like, hey, how are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? You know? <laughs> so <laughs> that could definitely happen to people. Um, it, ugh, I hate that. It always happens. And it's like, oh, you're just bored. Don't call me. You know, a lot of times <laughs> I felt like they were just bored or just want to see if you're married, this or that. Like, it's, it's funny. I used to get so many like random calls from guys over the years. And then once I was married and they heard I was married, it was just like they never called again. Mm. And it was like, oh, I guess you're really not my friend. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, sometimes uh, when it comes to people that remind, remember you and they call you, you know, reminding them that hey now you're in a in a serious relationship especially because you're married it's like you know you they let you go and you have somebody with you now that that um appreciates you and values you which is super important and you know that's something else that uh, people should look into as well make sure that whoever you're with whoever you're dating whoever you have uh, intentions with that you value that person because you might have them now but you might not have them later if you don't value them and treat them nice and, and with love and respect especially you don't want to end up alone you know <laughs> i've found that a lot of the people the couples that i've seen who have really seemingly good healthy long relationships um and are married for many years because it, I mean, people say marriage is just a certificate but it's not it is it's different everything is different when you get married i'm not saying it's good or bad or whatever it's just different like it's so weird I don't even know how to explain it, but it is, it is different. And I've noticed the people who have had the best long lasting marriages every day, they wake up thinking, what can I do for my partner today? That will make them happy. What can I do to make their day better? And when each person is thinking that you're more likely to have a successful relationship. Um, yes. because it's like, whether we make each other's coffee or make the bed or, you know, turn the, the air conditioning on or turn the fan off, like all these dumb little things that just make life nicer. Mara, what's your take on that? <laughs> uh, you know, I always have my, my own opinions about things. Um, I do think that once you enter the marriage, it's eh, there's so much energetics around that institution that I remember when I got married, I was like, ah, it's not going to change for me. Like I'm coming in very conscious. Um, we're doing this, you know, so that he can legally stay in the U.S. You know, we're not all about all this stuff, but it, you feel the shift. It's like, whoa, what did we like? We entered a new door or a new space it felt like and and it felt yeah all the good all the bad there was they felt like a deep sense of connectedness um it, it uh, but then all the other things um that come with uh, marriage and and feeling like wait is this what is this for us and and trying to stay solid in what we had agreed um in our partnership what it was going to be about um it became hard to maintain that when you had everybody else's opinions of what a marriage looks like and what it needs to be and how need people need to behave in it and all of that. Um, so there's so much in, in that for sure. Um, but totally agree that, that there's more than just a paper, um, 
uh, that comes along with once you make that commitment, once you announce it publicly, I think there's something about that witnessing that um, adds to the energy of that union um, that that tightens it as well, uh, for better or worse. <laughs> um, and so untangling that also makes it um, challenging, you know, if you do choose to separate later in life. Um, so that's one. Um, the second thing as far as uh, how I'm relating currently with um, partners is feeling like, okay, I'm in charge of how I feel and my happiness and you're in charge of how you feel and your happiness. And let's hope and let's play and let's do the things that bring us together. And of course, if my happiness includes you, let's play there. Let's do all of those things. But really taking full ownership of my own happiness has been a practice. I'm not even saying that I fully am there or that I, I, I've accomplished that, but I, it's a practice that I keep coming back to. And anytime I feel like you need to do something different so that I can be happy, I know that I'm out of my own alignment and that I'm putting, if I'm putting my happiness on somebody else, I'm totally out of control, really, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to find it because no one can continue to change for my happiness. I have to find find it myself, and so that's how I'm currently relating, and and I'll see how that goes as I go day by day. Yeah, and I, you know, I feel like you, you're is very true because you know you can only like someone that you're with can add to your happiness, but if you're not happy yourself no matter what they do it will not it will not fill your your void yeah it's, okay. it's hard when someone's so close to you for you to know that that happiness is within you because it's really easy to be like no it's you're bothering me <laughs> <laughs> you know and it takes a lot of discipline to be like wait hold on this is an emotion inside me and so coming back to that um is, is really, it's challenging, but I think it's a worthwhile practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the only way to really live happily ever after, it's it's happily with yourself and and then let the lovers be and let them, you know, have fun with them, of course, but it, the happily ever after, I feel like is a, a solo journey within yourself mm -hmm. um, first and then with others. Yeah, and you know, the marriages, like you said, could be wonderful. And then this story, you know, is about her finding, you know, like you said, you know, someone that she used to be completely madly in love with, had this beautiful, you know, sexual experience with, you know, uh, and then left, went back to America, and then by by chance gets this this assignment from work, and then goes over to Italy. Correct, Laura? Yes. And then she runs into Lorenzo, which is a heartthrob of Italian men, and uh, <laughs> we can't <go. laughs> Yeah, and I think about what really is happily ever after. Is that our goal? Like that, if that's the goal, happily ever after, I think you'll be sorely disappointed um, because it, that's not reality. It's maybe happily suffering together through life is really a much more realistic um, interpretation of marriage, commitment, and life, uh, and not suffering, oh, our ma marriage is bad, but life is full of suffering. 
And it's suffering well together and through it and lifting each other up as need be that will make you have some kind of happily ever after. So I, I hate the happily ever after. Um, you know, it's like when the times are tough, that's when you see, oh, yeah, I married the right person. Yes. And, you know, when it comes, I'm going to add to the, the suffering uh, because suffering is such a hard word sometimes. And people are like, oh, well, what do you mean suffering? Like, why do I have to be in pain? Why do I have to have grief? Why do I have to be, you know, upset or angry or just sad, you know, and, and depressed? But, you know, all those different emotions that you feel that you go through that you that you sometimes um, have to experience there for your betterment and for you to go ahead and level up and you can choose to go ahead and stay within, within that stuff or you can go ahead and choose to go ahead and um, rise above it by having learned something from it and when you do have a partner that understands that and is able to go ahead and, and be with you through those times then you're able to go ahead and develop more it's, and you could develop together which is even wonderful um, Thank you for that. Um, so this book, you know, is also about the development of, of them as characters as well. The, the two main, um, Lorenzo and, say her name again. Mariella. Mariella. Okay, yes, Mariella. I like how you say it because it's like an Italian accent. So Mariella and Lorenzo. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it gives you like, if you ever are in that situation or you have that situation like this, book is wonderful for you as well because it has all that it has the travel it has the Padre Pio aspect it has the music all this beautiful music all this romantic music that's on there and then sad music and you know elevating music and then it has all the travel involved in it um so tell us a little bit more about where it's based um it's based on the Amalfi Coast mostly all throughout Sorrento and Positano Mm -hmm. And and then they do take a trip to uh, Postiglione, which is kind of in the middle of Italy, southern Italy, up in the mountains where her family is originally from. And then they also go over to San Giovanni Rotondo, where Padre Pio is from. So it's pretty much in three locations, but the majority of it does take place uh, in Sorrento and Positano. Okay, that's wonderful. And this is also used as a travel guide. So again, go to jatsonlive.com, look at the links, just scroll down, go ahead and follow us. Look at the links on the Arthur Spotlight page, look for Laura, and you'll see the links to her page. You'll see the links to Amazon. Go on Amazon and search, you know, um, International Love on the Amafi Coast by Laura Cotton. Send her an email, send her your receipt. Go ahead and get those bonuses, get the, the music soundtrack, and, you know, learn this beautiful Arthur who's just wonderful. She's got so many other things that she's written. Um, and she's uh, wonderful to interview. I enjoy you so very much. And one last thing that I wanted us to go ahead and go on before we go ahead and uh, cut off. Uh, give us one one last song, one the most or one of the most romantic songs you have on this book. Oh gosh, one of the most romantic songs in the book. Um, well, I think one of the, a, a very cute romantic scene because a lot of the songs are built in with the scenes, mm -hmm. but there's one I'll just read right here. When we got in front of the dragonfly tile next to the door, Lorenzo pulled me into him as if we were ballroom dancing and he started singing. In Sorrento where love is king, 
When a boy meets a girl, here's what they'll say. That's amore. He dipped me, slowly brought me back up, and halfway up he kissed me with his eyes open. I know this because my eyes were open as well. <laughs> and so that's pretty much uh, the start of their romance. And it was very kind of sweet and innocent, but he definitely had a plan. He, he was very suave and he knew, uh, you know, how to make it all seem sweet and innocent. But we know <laughs> men have an ulterior motive. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Mara, can you go to look for that song so we can go to play one last song before we go ahead and say um, That's Amare by yes. Dean Martin mm -hmm. And I'm telling you this, okay, for those women out there because of Valentine's Day is coming up for those of you who have been dipped and kissed, it is the most romantic thing that a man can do to a woman It is so exciting You feel like a starlet in a Hollywood movie It has happened to me plenty of times and it gets me every single time. Like that's one way to remove the rug from my feet. Dip me over and kiss me and I'm just like in the moons. I can't remember my own name. <laughs> well, how about kissing with your eyes open? How many people really do that? I mean, you get really <laughs> up in someone's face with your eyes open and it's a whole different experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so during Valentine's Day and after Valentine's Day, girls and guys try it out do the dipping kiss obviously it'd be kind of weird we you dip your husband but or your boyfriend but it is what it is <laughs> you know try it on the reverse whenever it knows right <laughs> my husband would right fall right on the floor and we'd... You know what? i would love i would love you to try that on um on eric and and and, and you know, don't even tell him just like try to see what he does even if he's not a full dip just to, see, just to see if he like he goes with it with the flow or he's just like no 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 what are you doing here <laughs> oh, be hilarious could could you spell the um the song again that's t-h-a-t apostrophe s space a-m-o-r-e by and dean thank martin you. yeah thank you again everyone who's listening Again, we're here on Arthur Spotlight on JetsonLive.com uh, for our podcast. You can go ahead and go to my website, JetsonLive.com, and pull the um, the website links there. So you can go ahead and follow us on the web on the webcast. And we're on the Arthur Spotlight where we interview uh, Arthur's. And this is Laura Cotton of the International Love on the Amalfi Coast. Get it on Amazon. Go to her website. Click the links. You know, go ahead and email her. Let her know that you're a fan. Let her know how much you love her book. And remember, for those who love music, this is the book for you. For those who love Padre Pio, this is the book for you. Who, for those who love Italy or anything Italian, this is the book for you. And for those of you who just want to read a sultry, beautiful romance novel, this is the, the book for you. Mara, you found the song. I think so. And I guess we'll, we'll um, end it here and close it yes. with the song. It was beautiful speaking with you ladies um just to confirm it's by dean martin yes perfect good speaking with you guys enjoy thank you mara well hear the song Seems a 
shine like you've had too much wine at some Bells will ring, ting-a-ling-a-ling, ting-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing beat the bellows. Hearts will play, tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, like a guitar and When the stars make you cool, just like a pastel bottle at summer. When you dance down the street with a cloud in your feet, you're in When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, senor. So very much, Mara, for having played it. And again, this is Jackson Live, our co-host, Amara, and uh, Laura was here for her interview um, on her book, The International Love on the Amalfi Coast. And thank you, Laura, for having been with us. We I really appreciate you. Thank and you. The interviews that we have, there they can always be. There was so much fun. We cover so much ground. And um, is there anything else you want to say to the people who are listening to you here? No, just enjoy the book and escape. It's a very fast read and just have fun with it. It's a great little way to take a trip in your mind and hopefully you'll get to all the places one day and enjoy all the same things that I have. Yes. And on that note, that's amore. For you celebrating Valentine's Day or just want a wonderful read, go ahead and go to Amazon, look up International Love on the Amalfi Coast by Laura Cotton, or if you want to go ahead and go to jetsonlive.com and get the links from there. Remember, send in your receipt so you can give you the soundtrack and a bunch of other modus material that you'll get with that. And thank you so very much, Laura, for having been here. Thank you, Amara Lane, and um, we are welcome to see you guys. Remember that on Fridays at 10 a.m. and at 10 p.m., we do guided meditation. You can go ahead and find me on TikTok, because I do a live there, but you can go to find me here on the podcast again on Fridays, 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. We do our guided meditation and it's a progression. Thank you, Laura, for having been with us. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful Valentine's Day. Thank you. You too. Bye, Laura. Bye.